welcome to the Beyond Writing Podcast, brought to you by Bright Little Light Press. I'm your host, Dakri Carey, and today we're going to talk about how and why to stack promos to maximize your marketing spend. Let me just give you fair warning, we're going to try to keep this short and brief today because it is a hot day in Boston, and I've had to turn the air conditioner off to record this, and uh, it's getting toasty in here already. So let's dive right in. First, let's talk about the benefits of stacking promotions. Actually, first let's talk about what does it mean when I say stacking promotions. So the idea is when you're trying to achieve certain objectives, it can be beneficial for you to run multiple promotions. You don't just run one promotion and call it a day. You would stack promotions. So in this case, we're going to talk about putting promotions both before and after your key promotion. And the idea is you're going to lead up to a big sales push, and then you're going to continue the sales push afterward. It's going to like slowly sort of ramp down. The main reason to do this is to make your big promo as successful as it can be. The reason it matters is that Amazon's algorithms very much favor a sustained growth in sales. So the idea is if you just send a promo for one or two days, Amazon will see a spike in sales for one or two days, and then that'll be it. So as far as Amazon is concerned, this doesn't reflect an increased desire by readers for your book. It's just a a statistical anomaly. It's just a one-day spike. In order to really get Amazon's algorithms working in your favor, you need to get a longer buildup, and ideally you want it to continue for longer past your promo. When you stack promos, you may start getting additional sales ahead of your main promo, And it may only be a few sales relative to the main promo that you're doing. So, for example, say on day one of your stacked promos, you may get five extra sales. On day two, you may get ten extra sales. On day three, you may only get seven extra sales. Day four is when you have that big promo, and we'll talk about what that promo might be, and you get, you know, a thousand sales. Then day five, you get 50 sales. Day six, you get... 30 sales. The idea is to keep the increased sustained sales going for a longer period of time. And there will still be a spike on the day of your main promo. The size of the spike depends on a lot of factors, which we'll also talk about. But if you can continue those sales over a longer period of time, Amazon's algorithms will help keep your book more visible afterward. And what this means is that the boost you get to your marketing will extend longer beyond the end of the promo that you're running. Um, This is what we would call the tail. So for most promos, if you do just one quick spike, like a one-day promo with a big vendor, your tail will die out very quickly. People report tails like dying out within a week, five days, even three days. If you can do this more sustained promotion stacking, then Amazon sees your change in sales as a longer trend, And you may stay visible. People have reported tales lasting for almost a month or even longer. Other factors can help influence that, which we'll talk about um, a little bit later. So the idea is when you stack these promotions, you are going to increase the tail of your um, uptick in sales, and it'll help to kickstart Amazon's algorithms. So Amazon will make your book more visible organically to its readers. This may also mean that any ads that you're running on Amazon 
via the Amazon uh, marketing services platform will be more effective. You may get more reach or more clicks and a lower cost because Amazon is already seeing your books as more desirable to readers. So when you are trying to increase your tail and you're stacking promos, the idea is that you would start with the source that is likely to get you the lowest increase in sales. So the least effective promotional source and sort of build up to the place that's going to yield the highest sales. And there are a lot of reasons you might want to do this. Um, some people try stack promos to hit a bestseller list. Once you hit that list, you can then use that metric to market your books later. Once you've hit, like, for example, the USA Today bestseller list, I think, goes up to 150 people. Once you hit the USA Today bestseller list, you can say, best-selling author. The trick with that is you shouldn't say that unless you can back it up. And if you're an author nobody has ever heard of, you may have more difficulty in proving your bestseller status, so it can actually hurt you if you try to use that as a marketing technique. It can be helpful if you hit the bestsellers list more than once. So then you can say three-time bestseller. There are definitely ways you can play that to your advantage. And it is possible for an independent author to hit a bestseller list just from stacking promos and from having a good mailing list. There are independent authors who have done that and they've talked about it. It's actually really inspiring. Another reason you might want to stack promos and boost your sales overall is to get more readers and reviews and fans. So this sort of um, technique really helps you become more visible organically, as I said. And when you get more people reading your book, you're going to get more reviews. Um, it really depends on the readers and your call to action and your price point. But a general industry standard is something like one in every 100 readers will organically leave a review on your book, whether or not you ask. There are things you can do to tweak that um, by adding calls to action. But generally speaking, that's sort of what you can expect. So if you get a thousand people to buy your book through a stack promo, then you'll get 10 more reviews. And next time you do a stack promo, you'll have more social proof on your books, so you'll be more likely to be more successful. It'll also um, impact your marketing that you run between now and then. The more social proof you have on your books, the more likely people are to take action on your ads. So driving more reviews is definitely a win-win. And finally, you can use it to get more fans um, and more readers. So people who are not familiar with your name may get your book through one of these promos and find they really like your stuff. And one common strategy is to use this to drive sell-through to other books in a series. So if you're writing a series, you might do uh, stack promos on the first book in your series, especially if you make it a perma-free. We're not going to get into the pricing thing because we've talked about it before, but it is a strategy some people use. Or if you're offering your first book at a discount, do some stack promos, drive people to your first book. They really love it. They'll read through to the rest of your books. So that's one way you can make money through the sell-through of your entire series. Another reason you might want to do this is if you're launching a new book. So you definitely want to make a splash when you launch a new book. And you can absolutely and should market that to your mailing list. But you probably also want to reach readers outside of your mailing list. And stacking promos is a great way to do that. One caveat, stacking promos sometimes requires you to have a certain amount of social proof already on your books. So for this reason, launching a new book that way can sometimes be problematic. And we'll talk about why that is. Um, so I'm going to give you a rundown. Generally, the strategy most people try to employ is to stack promos around a um, launch uh, type of event or around a book bub. 
And BookBub is sort of the gold standard, or beyond that, it's like the platinum ideal of any independent author is to get a BookBub featured deal. And what that means is it's blasted out to all of BookBub's readers on their various lists, and it will dramatically increase the people who buy or download your book, depending on whether you're offering a free or a 99 cent deal. BookBub is kind of picky about this. They get a lot of authors submitting for a limited number of spots. I think they do one featured deal a day, which would make sense. Or, But I think it's like one featured deal in each category, genre. So if you have 300 authors competing for 30 spots, obviously not everybody is going to get picked. BookBub looks at various criteria when deciding whether or not to pick your book for a BookBub promo. And that criteria includes things like your book cover. It has to look professionally designed. Um, They look at reviews on your page for both the content and the number of them. So your book has to be positively reviewed and it has to have a large number of reviews. Um, I think they also look for how many stores your book is available at. So if someone who only is on Amazon versus someone who is on um, iBooks and Kobo and Barnes & Noble, the person who's on more book places will be more likely to get the BookBub deal. And there's a product description. Obviously, they want it to have a good description so that their readers are more interested in downloading it. And all of this is really to drive for the reader of a BookBub list a positive experience. So they want to make sure your book is good and it's a good fit for the readers on their list. BookBub is actually really good about providing statistics around what the likely download rate and sell-through rate is if you book a BookBub featured deal. So you can see they actually have different genres, have different number of readers on uh, BookBub in that genre. So one genre may get you an average of 6,000 sales at 99 cents, whereas a different genre and pricing your book for free may get you something like 20,000 downloads. These are just averages, you can't count on this, but BookBub is actually pretty well known for being generally accurate about this. So when you get a BookBub deal, it's going to spike your downloads and sales on Amazon. And in order to really capitalize on that, you can stack other promotions leading up to your BookBub deal to help kickstart Amazon's algorithms. So Amazon is going to view this as a positive overall trend in your book sales and not just a one-day spike. This is really what you want. Um, You could do this around other types of events, as I said, like a launch event, or um, say you're doing like a cross-promotion with another author's mailing list, or several authors' mailing lists, Um, giveaways. Like There are other things that you may want to stack promos around, but BookBub is the most desirable and certainly can propel an author's career to the next level. And some of the authors who have successfully hit... um, Bestseller lists have done so on the back of a BookBub with stacked promos. So BookBub is the one you really want to get, and I think they have a limit on how often you can submit your books to BookBub. I think it's like once a month. You can go to their site. I'm going to put links to all these sites in the show notes and check out their submission process and look at the criteria they're asking for and decide whether or not your book might be a good fit for there. Aside from BookBub's featured deal option, which only has a limited number of slots and only some people get selected. BookBub is also working on an advertising platform on the site, and they have currently not yet opened that up to the full public. So I think they say it's in a beta test, and you can put your name on a mailing list to be accepted. 
And uh, a lot of the authors I know have reported that they're getting onto that list within a few weeks, or getting onto the platform within a few weeks of putting their name on the mailing list. Um, here at Bright Little Light Press, we have asked to be added to that platform, but there are some technical limitations around our email address, unfortunately. Um, as we said in a podcast earlier when we talked about naming things, if you name something atypically, sometimes there will be technical limitations around it. And in our case, BookBub does not see brightlittlelight.press as a valid email address, even though it is. It's based on our domain. So we're trying to work with them to resolve that so we can actually submit to get onto their mailing list. But I do know other authors who have used this with success, and it's really well known in the indie author um, industry as a great tool to really kickstart your author career or to propel it to the next level if you've already got an author career. So the other services that I'm going to talk about are far less popular than a BookBub, so you're much less likely to get the same amount of engagement from these other services, but they're also a lot cheaper than a BookBub. Um, BookBub has pricing on a sliding scale based on how many people are in the category and what your expected download and sell-through rate is, and every author I've talked to about BookBub reports that it is profitable for them. But it's a pretty big ask, like maybe seven or $800, depending on the category you're in. A lot of these other promo sites are under $100 or $100 to $200. So you could have a total advertising budget of around $1,000 and really like hit big when you stack promos. So one of the other sites to look at is called Robin Reads. And Robin Reads bills themselves as a site for free and discount Kindle books. So they cater specifically to Kindle readers, so people who read on uh, Kobo or Nook will not be receiving emails on their list, and their list is definitely more limited than BookBub. But it's another site that you can go to to do stack promos, and I'm going to, again, list all these in the show notes, so all these will be there with the um, URLs to get you there. Another one is called eReader News Today, and uh, people often abbreviate it as ENT. And eReader News Today also focuses on free and bargain books for your Kindle. So again, they're promoting people who are using the Kindle platform, so their reach may not be quite as wide, but it is the most successful platform, and it's certainly the platform where most of your readers are going to live, so it's not bad to target them. Another one is BookBub, because they also do the advertising platform in addition to the featured deal, and I don't know what their policy is on booking an advertisement and a featured deal at the same time. If you can get onto their advertising platform, let us know. Another one is called Book Adrenaline, and they are focused specifically on free and discounted mysteries and thrillers. So these guys are genre-specific, and they're all about giving people adrenaline, so thrills and mysteries. Another one is Bargain Booksy, and their aim is to promote ebooks on all platforms. So they promote ebooks to people who are on Kindle and Nook, as well as on Amazon. And Bargain Booksy has sort of a sister site called Free Booksy. And if you're doing a free deal, you would go to Free Booksy, whereas if you're doing a discount deal, you would go to Bargain Booksy. And Free Booksy, again, promotes ebooks on all platforms. Um, there's another site called Mini Books, M A N Y Books, and they also promote ebooks on all platforms. There is another site called BookSends, S E N D S. And there's another site called Fussy Librarian. Fuzzy Librarian focuses a bit more on the aspect of curating their list. 
So people like BookBub are curating, definitely. They're definitely looking at the um, book itself, the cover, the number of reviews, the star rating of the reviews. They want to provide their readers with a good experience. Some of these other sites will take uh, promos no matter what. You just pay them money and they'll promo your book. So if you have no reviews or limited reviews, some of these other sites will take you. So the readers who are on those sites don't have any guarantee of quality. A fussy Librarian is another one that, like BookBub, focuses on the curated aspect. So they want their readers to know that they're getting a quality experience, but it's not quite as widely known as BookBub, or at least their lists are not as large as BookBub. Another one in this industry is Books Butterfly. And finally, there's also Genre Pulse, which does um, specifically, again, Kindle book promotions. And theirs are based on pricing of free or 99 cents. So it's not just free or discounted. It cannot be more expensive than 99 cents. And again, these are great if you're doing a promo. So your pricing is not um, full-time at a higher price. So you're doing only a limited-time offer of free or 99 cents. Some of these sites will not take it if it's permanently free. Other sites will not take it if your discounted price is not um, at least half off or some percentage of the regular normal price. Some sites won't take it if it has been previously discounted elsewhere within the past month or three months. So each of these sites definitely has their own criteria for accepting books. You'll need to uh, look at these individually and figure out which ones are going to be a good fit for you. Another thing to think about when you're looking at these sites is how good are their lists in your genre? So we talked about Book Adrenaline, which is focused specifically on free and discounted mysteries and thrillers. And other of these promo sites may have smaller lists in some genres than others. I think, um, for example, fantasy and sci-fi lists tend to be smaller on these sites than contemporary romance, which is a more popular genre overall. So if you can get data about the size of the list, that can help you decide where to stack your promo. And if you can find a place with the smallest list and do it first, and then sort of go in ascending order based on lists, that can be helpful. Um, If they have data that they can give you on open rates, that also can help because some of these sites go into the promo tab of their um, email recipient. So the email recipient may or may not even open that email. So they could have 100,000 people on this particular list but only 10% of people actually open the emails, well, that means your sell-through rate is going to be much lower with that provider. So if you can get that data, great, but not all these um, promo sites will give you that data, so you maybe sort of just have to guess. Another strategy that people have used historically around stacking promos is doing blog tours. Blog tours were a big thing around three or four years ago when um, indie book publishing was just sort of taking off. And the idea was that you would do interviews or articles on several different featured blogs so that that blog's readers would then find out about you and your book that day. And you would book these blog tours around the same time as doing your um, stack promos. So you might do them a little further out. You might do like a blog, uh, like one blog uh, appearance a week ahead of your stack promos and then a blog appearance at the beginning of your stack promos and then one on the day of your big promotion and then another one at the end of your stack promos, and maybe even another one like a week afterward. There are organizations that will offer to book a blog tour for you, and you pay them something like three or $400, and they arrange with all of the bloggers to have your content appear on their blogs at these times. A lot of indie authors who talk about blog tours 
say that those things are really no longer effective. So I don't think it is a good use of your money at this time. I think you will have a much better result if you do your stack promos elsewhere, or if you put that same money into Facebook advertising or Amazon marketing services advertising. But it is an option, and if you want to just test and you have money to play with, go for it. Let us know what happens. There are factors that will help determine how successful your stack promos are going to be or your overall marketing in general is going to be. Um, One is the price of your promo. As we spoke about, not all of these sites will take um, books that are priced over a certain amount. It maybe have to be free or 99 cents or $1.99. I think um, the highest BookBub will take, for example, is either $1.99 or $2.99. A lot of these sites have restrictions on what the percentage um, of the promo has to be versus the overall price, which I said. Um, All those things factor in. And... Generally speaking, the lower your price of your promo, the better the deal it is, the more likely you're going to get readers engaging. And the BookBub numbers actually really tell this story very well. Um, Again, to pick contemporary fiction, as it's something that we here at Bright Little Light Press are marketing, they claim to have 2,360,000 subscribers to their contemporary romance list. And if you do a free deal with BookBub, They claim that the average number of downloads that a contemporary romance novel gets is 39,000 downloads. So that's almost 40,000 downloads for a free book. On the other hand, if you are doing a discounted book sale, the average number of sales that you will get is 3,230. So that is not even 10% of the amount that you would get if you did a free download. So there are different reasons you might do different price points, strategy-wise. If your objective is to reach a wide number of readers, either for the purposes of getting more reviews on your books, or for the purposes of selling through to other books in a series, then giving away your book for free is more likely to get it into the hands of more readers. If your objective is to drive book sales, then doing it at a discounted price means you will get those sales and you'll actually make money off of them, And you may still drive through to your other books in series and get reviews, but just not as many of them. So if we go with this one in 100 people leaves a review on contemporary romance, if you did the free download, you might get something like 400 reviews out of it. If you did the paid download, you might get something like 30 reviews out of it. So the difference can be pretty substantial, and it depends on what your strategy is. If you want the ad to be profitable, obviously a paid ad is more likely to do that. Um, Also, there's the question of perceived value. If people download a free book on BookBub, will they go on to buy the other books in your series, or will they just go on to read the next free book on BookBub? It's hard to say, so if that's your strategy, you'll have to do some testing and figure out what works best for you. Another thing to think about when you're considering how successful your books are likely to be with this type of promo stacking is how many reviews you have on your books. So BookBub, for example, doesn't give you a fixed number of reviews. They just favor books that have more reviews and the reviews are positive. Um, Some of these other sites will actually tell you we require a minimum of 10 reviews and they must be four stars, or 30 reviews with an average of at least three stars. And others, again, don't spell it out, but they do look at the number of reviews. And then there are sites that don't look at the number of reviews at all, which can be great if you have a book that you're just launching and has no reviews on it, 
But keep in mind that if the book has no reviews and people actually go look at the book um, detail page before deciding whether to buy it or download it, they will be less likely to take action on it without that social proof. So you could actually hurt your chances of getting that book purchased or downloaded by sending people to that page when there are fewer reviews. Reviews in particular are sort of an evil catch-21. How do you get them unless you get people reading them? But you can't get people to read them unless you have them. So that's a whole other topic we'll talk about another time. But for the purposes of stacking promos, just think about how the number of reviews on your book and the quality of those reviews may impact the success of your promotions. You may want to wait a little longer before you spend the money to do a stack promo or before you start submitting to BookBub because they probably won't take it. Or you may decide that you want to get a bunch of downloads so that you can get more reviews and you'll pay whatever it takes to just get people onto your page. It's really your call. But it also, again, may disqualify you from some of these sites if you don't meet their minimum number of reviews or if your reviews don't meet the minimum um, quality criteria. Another thing to think about when you're considering which of these promos to select or what order to put them in is how relevant the site or the promo provider is to readers in your genre. And again, this is where you spoke about um, different of these promotions will be better at targeting different readers, may have lists that are more successful in certain genres than others. And to go back to BookBub as an example, since I have their numbers in front of me right now, um, the biggest list they have in terms of subscribers is Crime Fiction. Their crime fiction list has 3,880,000 subscribers on it. And the smallest list they have is Politics and Current Events, and that only has 220,000 subscribers on it. Most of the other ones fall somewhere in the middle. And BookBub is by far the biggest um, subscriber-based promotional tool, like out there right now anyway. And these other um, promo sites are likely to have maybe 100,000 subscribers, maybe less. It really depends on the genre. So if you can find um, promo sites that are specific to your genre, that can be great, like the one that did crime thrillers, or mysteries and thrillers, Book Adrenaline. Um, That's great if you write a mystery or thriller, because then readers in your genre will know that this particular service targets them specifically, and they may think they're more likely to get a higher quality read out of it, or just that they won't get other books that are not really relevant to them. So when you are looking at these promo sites, if you can find out how many subscribers they have in your genre, that can be very helpful to you in deciding whether or not to use them and where to put them in your stack in terms of how many sales or downloads they're likely to drive. And finally, there are the factors that sort of pervade all of your marketing, which is how is your cover, how is your book description, and how is your promo copy. Um, For these types of things especially, People may never even see your description or your star rating, so it's really going to be a gut reaction based on your cover. Your cover has to be consistent with other covers in the genre, so if they're reading in a particular genre regularly, they will know by looking at the cover, yes, this looks like a romance novel. Yes, this looks like a crime thriller. Yes, this has all the hallmarks of a great urban fantasy. Like They need to be able to see that from the cover, because when they get that email, they're going to see your cover and decide whether or not they want to know more about the book. Then your promo copy has to be spot on. In this type of setting, you really don't have long to capture your reader's attention. 
So you've got to be quick and snappy and give them a message that makes them want to know more about your book. If it's priced at any level above free, that's going to be a little bit more mental resistance for them to go buy. So you really have to have great promo copy. And finally, when they get to your book page, your book description has to be compelling enough to make them want to take action. Some people, if you offer them a free book, will just take it no matter what. Other people will go look at the page and go, I already have 100 free books. I don't care about this one. Um, It's, again, more of a mental resistance if you're asking them to buy books. So if you uh, have a dollar book or a dollar 99 book and they go to your page and they're like, well, I don't know this author. There aren't very many reviews. I don't think I want to pay a dollar 99. You may miss out on that sale. So this is where your book description on your product page has to capture those readers and let them know what your book is about and really make them want to take action on the promo. So the promo is there to get them to your book. And once they get to your book, they have to find your book interesting enough that they want to buy or download it. Easy, right? Um, One thing to keep in mind when you are starting to book these stack um, promos is that a lot of these sites will book out in advance, while while others may require uh, you to be flexible and may want to do short notice. So this can be kind of tricky if you do a BookBub. BookBub is highly desirable for people to be uh, flexible on their dates because if they find people who are not flexible, they have to put those people into the calendar at a specific point. Then everybody who is flexible can be put in anywhere around that. So if you do a BookBub, you may find that your BookBub is not a really long time in the future. It may be coming very quickly. If that happens, some of these other sites may be booked out months in advance, so you may not be able to get the stack promos that you want. So it's a good idea when you are applying for a BookBub or any other sort of significant um, event-based uh, promo that you want to do to find out what the availability is of the stack promos also, and to try to um, pick a time that will work well for all of them. Then too, you're also going to want to think about other factors that may be driving um, reader behavior outside of just the promo availability. Like for example, around the holidays and during the summer, people are less likely to buy books. So ideally spring and fall are really good times to market. Uh, Winter is a good time to market as long as it's not during Christmas. Uh, because the people get very busy during the Christmas holiday. And same with Thanksgiving. Although some people, it depends on your book and your marketing. You could position it well for Thanksgiving because a lot of people have a long weekend around Thanksgiving and may not want to spend the time with their family, may like the idea of burying their nose in a book. You really have to be creative about positioning that. But think about these factors when you're booking your promos because you don't want to book for a time when people are less active in general. That's going to be more of a waste of your money, unfortunately. And this is a good thing to keep in mind, too, if you're launching a book and you want to use stack promos to help you get a successful book launch, you need to launch the book far enough in the future that the stack promos will be available to book at that time period. So you probably can't launch a book next week. You probably want to book it for a couple months out when you can actually get the promos lined up to launch it with a bang. And if you do that and you get a bunch of downloads then Amazon's algorithm is going to kickstart and work in your favor. More people on Amazon will see it and they'll buy it. And it creates this wonderful positive reinforcement cycle for a little while. It's not permanent. That's the thing about book marketing. You always have to do it. (laughs) So I think we're going to leave this there. I think we've covered this specific aspect of it pretty well. And if you have any questions or if there's anything you want to hear about on another podcast, then hit us up on Twitter at BLL Press, 
or on Facebook at BLL Press, or on our website at brightlittlelight.press. And I hope that you try the stack promos and have great success with it. Talk to you next time. Bye.